0: Listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally.
1: Hello, this is Brian Belsky, Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets. Our 2021 forecasts for the equity markets in the United States and Canada are out. I, for one, am very excited to be saying the year 2021. And like most other people, moving away from whatever 2020 was for all of us. But not to state the obvious, there was no template or historical playbook when it came to forecasting the stock market, let alone investing in 2020. One of the traps and or tools of the trade of investment strategy is to look to the past to provide potential guideposts for future activity. While historical analysis is certainly helpful during periods of normalized performance, earnings growth, valuation metrics, and macro conditions, 2020 was far from normal. To be sure, 2020 was a year that will go down in the history books for far too many important and obvious reasons relative to the world of investing. As such, it is safe to say that personal and professional lives intertwine more than any other time in history In 2020, in our view, therefore, periods of heightened emotion, fear, rhetoric and overreaction clearly impacted decision making in both habitats, helping to define one of the most unprecedented stock market periods in history. Granted, a once in a century global pandemic, a month long cyclical bear market, massive amounts of fiscal stimulus and Fed and Bank of Canada intervention, a compressed recession and a contentious U.S. presidential election tend to rattle the cages. All of this only fueled the preponderance of negativity that has surrounded Wall Street and Bay Street for most of the past 20 years. In fact, we believe this quote-unquote predestined negativity has never been more evident than during the depths of the global pandemic chaos which took place in the first quarter, leading up to a pessimistic crescendo thanks in part to the election fiasco and yet again another wave of the pandemic in the fourth quarter. Moreover, the need to quote-unquote make the call by investors and pundits alike was never more prevalent in 2020. What's the call? Calls for the next great depression, negative interest rates, a move to value over growth, a move to cyclicals, and a move to a small cap revival, to name a few. Such behavior led many investors we interact with to make excessively binary decisions, tactics that lack process, discipline, and most of the time, facts and analysis. Unfortunately, behaviors are hard to unwind and will likely continue to define stock market trends for several more quarters, if not years. As such, we believe the believability factor of the bull market will once again be in question in 2021. While sharp price moves will undoubtedly be defined by continued investor indecision and lack of commitment, we believe the majority of apprehension will center on the validity of unprecedented earnings growth as fundamentals more broadly recover from the depths of 2020. Therefore, investors should brace themselves to rely less on traditional variables or models and be prepared to incorporate some more unconventional methods to value and assess the market overall. That thinking in process gets us to a S&P 500 price target of 4,200 by year-end 2021 On earnings of $175. Our baseline assumptions are one or more effective vaccines become publicly available during the first half of 2021. At least one more round of fiscal stimulus in the range of at least $1 trillion. Policy uncertainty, particularly on the trade front, declines. And the yield curve continues to steepen as 10-year treasury rates drift higher but stay below 1.5%. It all adds up to unprecedented ingredients that beseech unrivaled results again in 2021. Even with the recent vaccine positive news and the positive treatment developments, the global pandemic and its unprecedented impact is likely to fade in the coming months. As such, the massive fiscal and monetary response in both Canada and the United States and around the world for that matter, which is also unprecedented, will likely remain in place to combat its negative economic impact for the foreseeable future. Such environments have historically supported stock market gains and we see no reason why 2021 will be any different. Yes, valuations appear to be stretched at first glance, but they also need to be considered within the context of historically low interest rates and little to no inflation. Ingredients that are likely to persist throughout 2021 and beyond, in our view. When viewed through this lens, we believe it is not unreasonable for market valuations to sustain or even expand slightly from current levels. In addition, we believe corporate earnings growth is poised to recover sharply from pandemic lows, particularly during the second half, since much of the damage was lockdown-specific and not necessarily related to companies themselves. In fact... Aside from the global financial crisis, 2020 represented the swiftest quarter-over-quarter earnings collapse for the market, where index earnings plummeted nearly 50% in the first quarter. Thus, we anticipate that 2021 has the potential to be one of the best years ever in terms of earnings growth, something we believe will also help push stock prices higher. So here are the kind of the three keys to investing in 2021 in terms of positioning. As the market and society transitions to normal, as it unwinds, it becomes underway, but it will not be a straight line, this move to normalcy. Number one, we believe the market's going to become less binary, meaning less momentum. Number two, the market and investors are going to focus more on fundamental attributes and less on macro, monetary, and fiscal dependence. And number three, we believe market performance will broaden out, which is healthy, longer term, and a very positive for our secular bull market theory, which 2020's role in the secular bull market was never more omnipresent than on March 23rd, 2020, which we're calling the crescendo that ignited the secular bull market. Not to evoke the obvious, but 2020 is sure to be remembered for its unrivaled conditions with respect to equity investing. For our part, we did not allow multiple volatile and uncertain inputs to deter us from our 20-year secular bull market stance. To that end, we believe the secular bull market is alive and well. As a reminder, we originally made this prediction back in 2010 under intense criticism from investors and have remained steadfast in our call ever since. With that said, it's important to keep in mind that stock prices rarely ascend in a straight line throughout the duration of bull markets. Price declines and periods of volatility are bound to occur. In the context of the current secular bull market, we believe the 23rd of March in 2020 Represented the reset, we'd like to call it the control all delete between the unprecedented cyclical bear that occurred in parts of February, March, and the next 10 years of our secular bull market. As we look toward the second half of the bull, leadership, composition, and investment strategies with respect to portfolio management will almost certainly change. For instance, we believe a more disciplined approach to investing, i.e. stock picking, will likely take hold, especially relative to the reliance on macro and quantitative tactics that we talked about before that have defined the majority of portfolios over the past 10 to 15 years. And while the second half of the bull is sure to be different than the first half, we believe it will continue to equally torment the naysayers and perpetual haters just as the first half did. So in the United States, we have made a number of sector changes in how we're looking at things. In financials, we move to an overweight stance from market weight. In industrials to overweight from underweight, communication services to market weight from overweight, technology to market weight from overweight, real estate to underweight, and utilities to underweight. That leaves us with respect to our overall sector weightings as follows. In the overweight camp, Consumer discretionary. Remember, over 70% of the U.S. economy is run by the consumer. Financials. Steepening yield curve will continue to help focus on more scalable assets. And industrials. We have better international relations on the trade front and a potential infrastructure bill that could help that. We want you to be more neutral communication services and tech. Now, these are longer term secular buys for us. We love both sectors. We believe both sectors from a consumption standpoint are the quote-unquote new consumer staple sectors. However, we would neutralize those positions, maintain those positions. On market pullbacks, we would be adding to those sectors. And on sharp moves upward in communications and technology, especially surrounding stay-at-home orders and the stay-at-home trade, we would be peeling off positions. We're also neutral consumer staples, healthcare, and materials. We're underweight in the United States, energy, REITs, and utilities. We believe energy in the United States is under a secular decline, while REITs and utilities will be hampered by rising interest rates. So what does this mean for Canada? In terms of our Canada positioning, our number one theme for Canada has been for several years now, as America goes, so goes Canada. As you take a look at Canada's performance relative to other markets, it's actually done quite well, aside from the U.S., but other developed markets, once again, Canada has been outperforming. So as you take a look at Canada and how we want you to be positioned, we believe it is still in undiscovered value territory. From a sector basis, we want to focus on sectors, themes, and industries that benefit from the cross-border relationship of the United States. This gets us to a price target on the s and index of 19500 on earnings of 1,100. We do believe, again, the broader theme is, as America goes, so goes Canada, and Canada will continue to benefit from the strong cross-border relationship and the strong bull market that's going on in the United States. Akin to the U.S., continued stimulus, continued action from the Bank of Canada, following the U.S.'s lead with respect to additional stimulus on both sides, both monetary and and fiscal. This leads us to some key sector changes in Canada. In the communication services sector, we're moving to a more neutral or market weight sector again. Like the U.S., we love that sector longer term. But given that yield bearing instruments are going to be hurt with higher interest rates and a, and a steepening yield curve, within communication services are more neutral. However, we love the sector longer term with respect to stability of earnings and dividends. And that's why we want you to maintain positions in communication services. We're moving consumer discretionary to an overweight stance from a market weight stance. Classic early cyclical sector that has a long outperformance tail really suggests to us continued outperformance of the sector. And there are several names in the consumer discretionary sector that are tied to the U.S. Consumer staples, we're moving to a more neutral stance from overweight. We love the consumer staples retailing names especially. We think the sector right now is fairly valued. We're moving to an overweight stance in industrials in Canada from market weight. Again, several cross-border relationships in terms of the industrials, industries, and sectors with the United States we think are going to be driving growth longer term. Healthcare, we're moving to a mark away from underweight. We still favor the United States in terms of the diversified nature of the healthcare sector in the United States. But by and large, we're moving more to a neutral stance in healthcare. It's a very small sector in Canada, just over 1%. And then finally, on the more interest rate bearing areas in Canada, namely real estate and utilities, we're moving to an underweight. I think structural issues that will continue to persist in 2021, we do favor slightly real estate over utilities, uh, given their stronger correlation to the economy. Uh, But by and large, we believe that these two sectors will have overall issues and struggles in terms of higher interest rates. That leaves us in Canada overweight consumer discretionary financials and industrials market weight, communication services, staples, energy, which we favor in Canada over the United States. We think Canadian energy companies have a stronger wherewithal, not only in terms of management prowess, but also cash flow and dividends relative to the United States. Again, neutral healthcare, technology, and materials. In materials, gold has had a heck of a run. We would be more neutral gold and overweight base metals and other areas like paper and packaging in Canada. That leaves us underweight REITs and utilities. There's no doubt that bottoms-up fundamental investing and stock picking is our preferred strategy. We would move away from more academic reasoning, meaning macro models, quantitative models, and move back to good old-fashioned stock picking where companies matter, company margins matter, product and services matter, earnings and valuation matter. Given that, we think the process of more normalization in terms of equity markets around the world is gonna take a lot more time than people think. And we do believe that the bull market continues overall in equities, but really driven over the next three to five years, especially by the United States and Canada, the stability of earnings and the fantastic brands that both countries offer. Please reach out to your BMO relationship manager if you'd like to see the report directly. Please everyone have a fantastic 2021. Stay safe and we'll
0: talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to InTune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to InTune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public-disclosure.